are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey everybody, what is happening? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting in general and talk about some of the athletes that have risen to the top. We talk about their background, where they got started, and where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what's good? Okay, so we're sort of halfway through the summer. We've already experienced some of the biggest events in combat sports so far in the year, and they've been great, right? But we actually have so many other great events to talk about. Actually, next week, we're going to be exclusively breaking down the next pay-per-view card for the UFC, which is UFC 227, and it's going to be headlined by a phenomenal fight, a phenomenal rematch between TJ Dillashaw, the former, actually, no, so the current bantamweight champion in the UFC, well, he used to be the former, but then he beat Cody Garbrandt, and he became the new bantamweight champion. And now Cody Garbrandt, who used to be the champion, isn't the champion anymore, but he's hoping to regain his title and regain that championship back. So that's going to be the main event of UFC 227 for next week that we're going to break down. And then the co-main event is also going to be a rematch, but it's going to be between the current flyweight champion at 125 pounds Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is going to be defending his title against Henry Cejudo and that's going to be pretty phenomenal we all know how exciting that fight is going to be but I'm not going to talk about that anymore because next week just like I said we're going to be breaking down that whole card okay exclusively we're going to be doing that next week so I'm just going to leave it at that point and um, I just want to put it out there though in case you guys wanted to I don't know mark your calendar or something or in case you just specifically want to tune in for those breakdowns to TKO okay so there's that man okay so over this past weekend so many things happened so many great fights happened that I hope we have time to pay tribute to because they were actually pretty phenomenal and I really do believe that they have to be talked about and you know that's just their rights like because that's how good they were over this past weekend and um if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm talking about the fights the phenomenal fight between alexander usik and uh, murat gassiev who so both of these guys actually fought well actually rather since i'm talking about it already i might just um, talk about it and get it out of the way so that we don't run out of time and forget to talk about these two phenomenal people so i'm just gonna already talk about it but in brief so Alexander Usyk and Murat Gassiev they fought over this past weekend to unify their titles for so they had the WBA cruiserweight title they had the WBO WBC and IBF so 
when the two actually fought, whoever won would win all of these belts and will become the unified, undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. And the two fought, and it was a phenomenal fight. And Alexander Usyk, I was actually super shocked, but Alexander Usyk outclassed Murat Gassiev by so much. And it was just like watching art just unfold right before before your eyes and it was just so phenomenal to watch and uh, I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys I was actually personally rooting for Murat Gassiev to win but when I saw that performance from Alexander Usyk it was just beautiful just I feel like that's the only way to describe it it was just beautiful okay and so uh, just like I said I just wanted to uh, briefly mention that and I want to give a big shout out to both of these guys specifically Alexander Usyk because he put on a performance of a lifetime I believe and uh, it was just so beautiful to watch and I'm so glad that I actually got to watch that in, in um, uh, first-hand experience you know because uh, as it was happening live I, I actually tuned in and it was just phenomenal so shout out to both of these guys okay that's out of the way and now Okay, so guys, just like I said, we have so many breakdowns to talk about today. We have UFC Fight Nights that is actually happening in Calgary, Alberta. We're going to be breaking down some of the fights that are happening on that card, so stay tuned for that. We also have a few fight announcements to talk about here today because they're actually pretty, pretty exciting. And uh, they're going to be happening in the near future in the next two months, I believe. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. What else do we have? Okay, yeah, so I actually have to talk to you guys about something that actually happened to me over this past weekend that is sort of combat sports related. So I'll be talking about that up next. Okay, so that's pretty much what we have lined up for today. And I believe that is it. Hopefully we have time to talk about all of this stuff. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so the story that I want to tell you guys. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, guys, so I believe it was on Friday. So on Friday, I just start my day regularly, go to the gym, come back home, make my protein shake, whatever. And then I check my social media, okay? And I see a message by this person who claims to be Anthony Joshua's cousin. Now, you guys are, uh, if you're a casual fan and you don't know who Anthony Joshua is, Anthony Joshua is the world's, WBA, WBO, IBF, IBO heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. Okay, and we've talked about him many, many times here on the show. And we've talked about how phenomenal of a fighter he is, how big of a superstar he already is. And he's not even at his prime right now. Like, but that's how big he is. Just imagine how big he will be when he actually does reach his prime. Okay, so... This person was claiming to be Anthony Joshua's cousin and they messaged me saying that, hey, we are actually selecting five people to be featured in a documentary with Anthony Joshua in the UK. And this documentary is about to be uh, about Anthony Joshua's fight against Deonta Wilder. That's actually going, going to be happening soon. Are you interested to participate? I said, well, like in my mind, obviously there's this element of suspicion and um, you don't actually trust everybody that just randomly messages you out of the blue on social media so there's obviously that whole suspicion and skepticism and you're thinking man this is obviously going to be a scam this is obviously 
just so suspicious, okay? But anyhow, I decided to move on with this because I just wanted to figure out what this is all about. And I already did know that this was going to be a scam. Well, partially, okay? But I just wanted to make sure. So I decided to keep up the conversation with this person. And so as we were talking, this person said, well, why don't you want to talk to the real AJ? Why don't you want to talk about, why don't you want to talk to the real Anthony Joshua? But here's the thing, here's his... Uh, quote unquote number why don't you just um, start messaging him i said okay i know this is kind of fake but i will still give it a try and so as i was talking to this person who claimed to be anthony joshua i was talking to him and um he was encouraging me to actually come all the way to the uk you guys already know i live in canada that's just ridiculous if the cost of that trip are not actually covered by quote unquote Anthony Joshua. I would never ever go to the UK by myself. That's just so expensive, okay? Student problems, okay? And uh, so this person was really, really encouraging me to come to the UK. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous, but I'm still going to keep up the conversation with this person because I actually want to see what they want. And I really want to gain as much evidence as I can so that I can actually expose them later because it's so obvious that this is a scam and this person is catfishing and um, I just want to confront them right to their face. So I was just trying my best to get as much information as possible so that I can use against that, use those things against that person later. So the conversation just went on. And then I asked them, listen, man, uh, hey, champ. <laughs> I, I call him champ. I know. It, I know it wasn't the real Anthony Joshua, but I still want to keep up the conversation, just like I said. So I said, champ, what are the people actually supposed to do in this documentary? And he said, OK, it's easy because this so-called documentary is going to be sponsored by uh, blah, 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 this company, blah, blah, blah. You have to pay me 500 pounds and send me uh, the receipt for that 500 pounds. And then I'll see what I can do to actually fly you in for this documentary. And I said, wow, OK. There you reveal your true self. And I, I now for sure know that this is a scam. And then I kept on requesting that I see this person's face. I kept on requesting that we discuss this financial thing over, over audio chat or video chat. But this person obviously declined because it wasn't the real Anthony Joshua, of course. And then they just stopped talking to me. And it was so evident. And also, while we were chatting, this person kept threatening me. He said, if you don't believe me, if you think, if you're being doubtful of me, just I, I will welcome you to message Eddie Hearn, my promoter, and um, ask him about the legitimacy of this whole thing. And after this person stopped talking to me, I said, okay, who are you scaring me from? Because that's exactly what I'm going to do. So what I did was I contacted the real Eddie Hearn. So you guys, if you if you don't know who Eddie Hearn is, well, Eddie Hearn is actually Anthony Joshua's promoter, like his actual promoter at a organization called Matchroom Boxing. So you guys already know boxers may be represented by different organizations. So like we have Mayweather promotions, Golden Boy promotions that actually sponsor various fighters so that they actually pay the money for the events that they are about to fight in. OK, and so I actually contacted the real Eddie Hearn, the verified account Eddie Hearn, I messaged him. I said, dear Mr. Hearn, this is what happened. I know this. I I know for sure this is a scam, but I, I just wanted to make sure. And I just wanted to bring this to your to your attention because I don't want this to actually happen to other people out there because I know this person 
his trick didn't work on me, but I just don't want other people to fall into this person's trap. And I said all those things and Eddie Hearn, man, shout out to Eddie Hearn because he replied back right away. Although I know because he, Eddie Hearn lives in the UK and we're in Canada and I think I messaged him uh, sometime in the afternoon and it must have been around midnight. Uh, at that time in the UK, but Eddie Hearn still messaged me and he said, yes, yes, Janon, it is a scam. And I said, okay, now, thank you so much for letting me know. And um, I just want to, uh, uh, you know, take more action to raise awareness of this whole issue. And Jessica said, I don't want more people to fall into this person's trap because it's just ridiculous. And I know I didn't fall into this person's trap, but I know there will be some other people out there that unfortunately will fall into this person's trap. So the next thing that I did was I I contacted Matchroom Boxing's um, uh, communications and I told them about this whole issue. And then again, shout out to Scott Hamilton, who's the head of the social media and communications uh, department at Matchroom Boxing. And he contacted me and said, thank you so much for letting letting us know. And uh, from now on, we're going to be taking issues into our own hands and we're actually taking this seriously. So do not despair, Janon. We'll actually take care of this. And um, so right now, again, I want to give a big shout out and a big, big thank you to Eddie Hearn and Scott Hamilton and the whole team at Matchroom Boxing because they, they're they so serious about these things and um, they actually care about what their fans are feeling and um, things like that. And I know previously on the show when I was actually breaking down Anthony Joshua's fights, you know, against Deontay Wilder and things like that, I know I might have said some harsh things about Eddie Hearn as a promoter. Uh, you know, I, I, I might have prejudged him, but after this whole issue, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of him because he actually cared about what, what a fan was actually going through and he took time out of the, out of his day to actually reply back to a fan and to tell him uh, what the, what the truth was. And I really want to thank his whole team for actually attending to this issue seriously. So just like I said, shout out to the whole Matchroom Boxing team. And it was phenomenal. And, and again, I just wanted to say this here on the show because I know you guys are listening to this, TK Nation. And um, so if you ever do get contacted by people like that, and I know their offers might be really, really tempting. It could be saying that, hey, do you want to meet up with Mike Tyson? Here's all you have to do. Just pay me like a grand or something, right? That's just stupid. Don't be ridiculous. Do not fall into these people's traps and just be aware, be alert and be be conscious of some of the things that are happening around you and um, just don't fall into these traps. Be street smart and um, just just when you're when you're actually in the action, I feel like you don't actually realize how fast things are going and you might even com- comply with that person's request because you don't even know what's happening. You're just in the heat of the moment and you just want to you just want to uh, see that dream come true the thing that they're proposing come true but just step out of that whole thing for a second and just realize the the how how uh, how serious the issue is just understand the magnitude of that situation and uh, I, i'll promise you you will not fall into these people's traps when you actually do that so again i want to mention this here on the show because i want you guys to be aware of what is actually happening out there and again if you do get contacted by people like this 
just just be aware okay so there's that that's the moral lesson of the story and wow that was really i i was so pumped up to actually talk about this issue here on the show because it's just really important to me and i wanted you guys to to learn um uh the the stuff that i that i told you guys and um you know hopefully apply it to the to your future if applicable okay so there's that and speaking of anthony joshua man and also okay here's another thing so when i was talking to this person it was just so evident that that person was not anthony joshua because of the way he was talking and it was just so weird and disrespectful that the way that person was talking and i just kept saying to myself man i know the real anthony joshua is not as bad of a person as this person because the real anthony joshua is such a nice man and he really cares about his fans and uh, I know he's just such a nice person. He gives back to charities and gives back to the community and things like that. He would never ever do stupid stuff like this. Okay, anyway, so speaking of Anthony Joshua, so Tyson Fury, who used to be a heavyweight champion in boxing, but unfortunately he lost all of his titles. And so he he had his own personal issues, okay? Let's just put it that way. So he had his own personal issues. And he's not the champion anymore, but he's training really, really hard to get back into the ring and to potentially fight one of the heavyweight champions for their titles. So this is what Tyson Fury has been saying as of recently. So he's saying that Anthony Joshua is a disgrace to boxing for avoiding Deontay Wilder. And okay, Tyson Fury... Man, if you're listening to this right now, I would suggest you to rewind this tape back to the story that I just told you and to the fact that Anthony Joshua, he's he's not a scared person. He's not being fearful of Deontay Wilder. I'm pretty sure he has his own good reasons as to why he's not fighting Deontay Wilder right away in September. Listen, the fight is actually actually happening in uh, in the spring. Yes, it's not happening in the next couple of months, but it's actually eventually happening. So please, Tyson Fury, please do fact check before you speak to journalists and to the media because what you're saying is totally, totally incorrect. Okay, so I would definitely suggest that you do that, Tyson Fury. And I know you guys might be saying Janani is so biased towards Anthony Joshua because of all those things that happened. And I don't know, man, maybe I am, but it, it is what it is. I mean... Would you rather lose one of your belts to fight a person that is actually a, a good challenger for all of those other belts? Or would you rather still defend your belts, have one other warm-up fight before you have that big, big super fight? Of course, you're going to have that warm-up because, first of all, it's going to warm you up. Second of all, there's a high chance that you're still going to retain that belt. So, you know, it's it's logical what Anthony Joshua did, and um, I do give him props because of that. So, yeah, man, I believe that this fight between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder is actually happening in the future. But, you know, we just have to learn to be patient as fans and as fellow fighters. I would definitely recommend everybody to just stay patient because this fight is eventually happening whether it's happening in the next three months or the next six months, it is happening sometime. OK believe that okay all right so i'm just going to quickly talk about some of the fight announcements that i talked about earlier so yoel romero is going to be fighting paula bohachinia okay so that fight is going to be explosive and um it, the 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 magnitude of this fight is like lighting up 
20 dynamites in the octagon and that's how explosive it's going to be because you have two phenomenal and explosive and deadly knockout artists that are going to be facing off against one another and um, I believe their styles are actually going to collide and we get to see who the better man is. On one hand you have the explosive Yoel Romero who used to wrestle for the Cuban Olympic team and then on the other hand you have Paulo Bojacinha who is potentially the biggest guy out there who's coming out of Brazil in the UFC who potentially he could be the next superstar in the UFC. So it's interesting to see how this fight is going to turn out. And then we also in September or actually no, in October, excuse me, we're going to be having a fight between Fedor Emelianenko and Chael Sonnen. Okay, I'm not going to be breaking down these um, any further because I'm just going to be announcing them. And uh, if I actually do break them down, then it's not going to be as fun when the fights are approaching and I have to break them down again. So I'm just going to announce them. So Fedor against Chael Sonnen. We're going to be having Tyron Woodley against Darren Till. And in terms of boxing, we're going to be having Sean Porter fighting the former champion, Danny Garcia. Okay, so phenomenal fights. And um, I hope that they still do happen in the future. And hopefully no injuries happen to any of these fighters. And we get to actually see these fights happen in in, uh, firsthand experience. All right. So now, all right. Oh, actually, I have one other fight announcement. So, actually, this uh, this upcoming weekend, we're going to be having a fight between Joseph Parker, the former WBA champion and heavyweight. He's going to be fighting against Dillian White. So, definitely do try to catch up with that fight as well. I don't think we're going to have time to break that down, but I just want to put it out there. In case you did want to catch up with it, I know there's UFC this upcoming weekend, but then there's also boxing this upcoming weekend. So you can pick and choose or just watch them at the same time. All right. So there's that. And now let's get down to our breakdowns. Okay. So UFC Fight Night on Fox is happening on Saturday night in Calgary, Alberta. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to get started by breaking down the main events because I realize because we do run out of time mostly uh, we don't really get time to talk about the main events because I usually leave them last so we're gonna talk about the main event first right now okay so the main event oh my goodness is going to be a fight between Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier okay so this fight ooh, this fight is going to be just amazing because Eddie Alvarez we already saw how his last fight went against Justin Gaethje And it it was actually declared the fight of the year for 2017. And I could not have agreed more because of how phenomenal of a fight that fight actually was and how how much of a brawl it actually was. So here's the thing with Eddie Alvarez. Even though he might get bloodied up and he might get beat up in a fight, he never stops and just he keeps on charging forward and coming forward. And it looks like he never really gets tired, but... You know, you can actually see the impacts of those injuries and blows uh, on his speed. So he kind of does slow down, but the the strength of his strikes actually never really declined, which is a really good thing. So that's good that he, at least he has that when he slows down and he gets injured. Because a lot of people, when they actually do get injured, they just kind of scared off and don't really even try harder uh, uh, throughout the fight so that's really good of Eddie Alvarez and then on the other hand we have Dustin Poirier who's also a phenomenal fighter so Dustin Poirier's style is also really similar to Eddie Alvarez's style because 
actually the two have actually fought before and uh, I, I say that as similar to Eddie Alvarez's style because Dustin Poirier as well he's a brawler and um, he could do striking and wrestling not so much jujitsu though you know the, I, I feel like both of these guys would prefer to just have the fight standing up and t- just in striking mode which I think is going to be exciting but if we do see some level changes throughout the fight, it's going to make the fight even more interesting. And uh, more interesting in a way because, uh, both, just like I said, both of these guys, not that they're bad on the ground, but it's just not their forte. So if the fight actually does go to the ground at some point, it will be interesting to see how it turns out. And um, I, just like I said, I wonder how... Uh, because the, the the both of these guys are so similar in style, I wonder how how it's going to play out. Because I have a feeling that Dustin Poirier is going to go into defensive mode, and Eddie Alvarez is going to be the, the aggressor in this fight. So, you know, again, I could be wrong, but this is the way that I feel it's going to go down. But if if I feel like if Dustin Poirier actually does fight smart against Eddie Alvarez, then there's a potential chance that he's going to win this fight. But I feel like if the fight uh, does go to the full decision, to the full distance, I feel like Eddie Alvarez could potentially also win this fight if he fights the same way that he fought against Justin Gaethje previously. Okay, so there's that. And the co-main event is actually a fight between the former featherweight champion Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens. So Jeremy Stevens is interesting with him because... Over the past couple of fights that he's had, he's had his ups and downs, so he's had wins and losses. But for some reason, he's always come on top, and that's just really interesting because, you know, sometimes when you lose in the UFC, you lose your motivation, and you don't really know what's next for you. You don't really know if the promoters are actually going to select you for their next event and whatnot, but there's there's just something about uh, Jeremy Stevens, that X factor that he has as a fighter, as a martial artist, that everybody, whenever you mention his name, everybody says, man, that fight is going to be phenomenal just because we're going to be having Jeremy Stevens fighting on that card. So Jeremy Stevens as well. Okay, I feel like it's like a triangle thing because Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, uh, just, uh, excuse me, not Justin Gaethje, but Jeremy Stevens and then, uh, other guys like uh, I don't know guys that are fighting at that weight division they're just so good at what they're doing and their style is similar in my opinion because they're brawlers they're not scared to go to the full distance and they will just bring everything out of their opponents and will present every single weapon that they have as their resources during their fight so I feel like it's just phenomenal that we're seeing these three people fighting on the same card so hopefully uh, uh, you know hopefully until the day of the fights nobody gets injured we are, and we actually do get to see all of these fights in person so just like I said Jeremy Stevens is fighting Jose Aldo Jose Aldo of course we know he lost his title after after 10 years of being unbeaten he lost to Conor McGregor and the, it, things just started to go downhill for him unfortunately and uh, but okay even though I said that I feel like uh, that shouldn't really take anything away from how valuable of uh, a fight this is actually going to be because Okay, there was obviously a reason why Jose Aldo stayed undefeated for 10 years and he was the defending champion at his weight division and now he's fighting Jeremy Stevens. So it's just really interesting to see again how this one's going to play out and with what game plan actually Jose Aldo is going to come into the fight 
Because especially as of recently, we haven't really seen him being that explosive in his fights. All right. And the third last fight of the evening is actually going to be a fight between the former strawweight champion, Joanna Young Jacek, and she's going to be fighting against Tisha Torres. And I think whoever wins this fight is going to get a title shot. But Joanna Young Jacek, she lost again when she was fighting the current champion, Rose Nama Yunus, in the past fight that she had. But it was a good fight. It was just that Rose Nama Yunus was just a better woman that night. And, um, Still, that still does not take anything away from how phenomenal of a striker Joanna Janjajic is. Her speed is on point. Her striking skills are on point. Her Muay Thai skills are actually what really distinguish her from any other fighter in that weight division. And Tisha Torres, too. She's so athletic. She's so, so athletic. And she, she even though she fights at 115, um, she's still so powerful. And, uh, okay, here's the thing. She's not as speedy and fast as Joanna Young Jacek because I feel like Joanna Young Jacek's strikes are not as powerful but they're super fast so they tend to uh, overwhelm her opponents because of the volume of the shots that he's throwing towards them but I feel like Tisha Torres actually has a chance of a potential knockout against um, Joanna Young Jacek because of how powerful uh, she is. So there's that, man. Okay, thankfully, we broke everything down. And yeah, man, unfortunately, I'm looking at the clock right now. And that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Okay, make sure you go to CFRU.ca and SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes. And until next time, first of all, catch up with the fights over the upcoming weekend. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, and this is TKO. Peace out.